Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my co-host, Katie Weaver, who was not paying attention to the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to be here. This is our Wednesday live stream where yes. we give some case updates and we take uh, questions and comments in the chat. If you have anything you want to share with us, we're going to talk about a few things. But first, Katie, how are you? I'm scattered. It's just been a really weird energy. I know. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah. It's been a really weird energy week. Uh, you guys mm -hmm. might be feeling it too. I've talked to a lot of clients this week that are really ungrounded. They feel like their heads are in the clouds, can't focus, just cannot get anything done. And yeah. I've kind of been oscillating between that and like hyper getting things done. You know? Yeah. We're definitely, there's a very strange energy this week. I, I'm not I feel a like fan. a hummingbird on steroids. I completely mm -hmm. get it. I'm yeah. having all these weird heart pounding episodes and just feeling like I can't do everything fast enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is very strange energy. Mm -hmm. It is. I I woke up this morning feeling like, okay, I've got this. I had a ton to do today. And I worked really hard until about 1230. And that was it. <laughs> and I decided to take, I took a break with the dogs on the couch in a blanket that turned into the whole afternoon. And I'm like, you don't have time to do this. And then I'm like, I guess I do. Cause this is what I'm doing. But <laughs> Well, and we were late starting. Sorry about that. But Katie and I were both with clients. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> yep. It is. It is when you, when you work on phone lines, that's, you know, sometimes that's, that's what happens and you just roll with it. So yeah, it is. Sorry. Not true. sorry. Yeah. yeah. We're here. Yeah. Uh, JR wants to know how I'm well, doing in my family. Week. Yeah. Yes. We did. And um, I'm doing much better, although I'm having these weird episodes where my heart pounds really hard and fast. I guess it's normal. What I've read is that it's part of your body being stressed from trying to recover from this hellacious virus. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing okay. I've had some asthma and getting some headaches and tired in the afternoon, but all of that is apparently normal. So yeah. I'm doing fine and, and my family's doing very well. Very good. Patsy says, hello, just got here. So did we. Good yeah. timing. <laughs> so what are those days? I, I finally at like 6.30, my family's like, what are we going to make for dinner? And I go and look in my cupboard and my fridge and what the hell have I been doing? We need groceries desperately. <laughs> I don't think I really noticed how dire our situation is. Uh -oh. uh, but there was no way I was going to go to a whole grocery shop tonight, you know, so Micah and I ran over to, we went to Albertsons and got chicken and salad and, uh, and things to make chili tomorrow. So I can at least, you know, cross meals off the list for a couple of days and put my focus elsewhere. But there you go. There, there's nothing I'd like to do less than go buy groceries. Really? Less. Yeah, I know. Especially right now. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not fun. I know. I just can't. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we had. Albertsons made dinner tonight and it was just fine. <laughs> Perkins made dinner for us because we kind of had the same feeling. So. They, yeah. I get you. I get you. I hear that totally. Yeah. We had a Caesar salad and I always put olives in Caesar salad. Yeah. And I look over favorite. at my son. He is feeding the pigs olives off a fork <gasps> at the table. I was like, don't feed the pigs at the table. It makes them naughty. And he's like, it's okay. They're eating off a fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that makes it better. That, 
they're they're fancy. They eat off a fork, so it makes it all just fine. Mary said it's been one of those days there too. Yeah, I know. And it's weird because in some ways the energy, uh, like the collective energy has should have cleared out a little bit, but boy, this week, I know astrologically, and again, I'm not an astrologer, but from what I've read from colleagues, it is a really kind of mosh pit of a week, you know? So I guess that's what we can expect, but I'm feeling it. I'm definitely feeling it, but I'm just trying to hang on for the ride. I've been in a place of waiting for some things to come together for me Mm -hmm. for weeks. And then they all kind of landed on the same day, (laughs) which isn't that how it goes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Funny. Well, we are here to give you some case updates and we actually have some case updates. Yes, we do. So the Daybell Vallow case, interesting stuff going on. Um, There is a hearing coming up on January 6th. And in that hearing, okay, so one thing that we just found out is that if you've been following us with the Daybell case, in Daybell Vallow case, you know that Chad Daybell's attorney uh, prior he filed to dismiss all charges on Chad's behalf a couple of months ago. Um, And he also filed a change of venue uh, a a few months ago as well. And uh, then there was a hearing that joined Chad Daybell's case with Lori Vallow's case because they're Mm -hmm. charged with the same crime. Mm -hmm. And And so just to be clear on that, uh, Chad's lawyer did not want that. Yeah, he no, tried to Chad, fight that. He did not want that to happen. Lori's attorney, Mr. Means, was like, hell yeah, I'm in. We'll yeah. do it. We'll combine. And Chad's lawyer said that would be prejudicial prejudicial to his client, but he didn't give any reasons to the judge why it would be prejudicial. And ultimately, the judge ruled against him and did put the joinder in place. He did. And of course, this is, if you are joining us for the first time and don't know what we're talking about, this is the case of... J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan. And these children were missing for about nine months before their bodies were discovered buried on Chad Daybell's property. Chad Daybell is a man that their mother, Lori Vallow, married after they were deceased. Mm-hmm. And they are charged with concealing and destroying evidence and conspiracy to steal and destroy evidence. And the evidence we're talking about is actually the bodies of the children. They have not yet been charged with murder. This is all they're charged with. And they have both. Lori's been in jail since February and Chad has been in jail since June. So lots of things have happened leading up to all of this. And please go. If you're not sure what we're talking about, if you go on YouTube, there is a playlist for Tylee and JJ that has about 36 videos in it and you can follow all of that or you'll find them all over in our podcast feed you know mixed in with other things you can hear the whole story because it's a huge story but now what's happening is that the the courts have joined their cases so they're going to be charged together now uh Mark Means who is Lori's attorney has also filed for full dismissal of all the charges um, and also for change of venue. So on January 6th, bo- there's a hearing where both, <laughs> yeah, I just laugh every time I even think about this, but where both are being, um, both of these issues are going to be brought up for both defendants. So they will first determine if there's 
probable cause to dismiss this, which of course they've already been through a preliminary hearing at the county level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's pretty uh, rich that Mark Means has filed for a dismissal of the charges, considering that their preliminary hearing because Chad's preliminary hearing was two days long. It was jam packed with evidence and the judge definitely found that there was enough to hold him over for trial. And after that happened, then Lori's attorney on her behalf waived it waived her right to a preliminary hearing and said, you know, basically it's exactly the same evidence. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same witnesses. There's no reason to do it twice. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to court to try to get it dropped, which cracks me up. I mean, these children's bodies literally were found on Chad's property. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all in JR in the chat says uh, both of their lawyers are a joke and they, they really are. They really mm-hmm. are. Although I guess they're defense attorneys. And so probably this is just part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other issue that's being addressed is the um, change of venue. So the trial right now is scheduled for St. Anthony, Idaho, which is in Fremont County. And it's a very, St. Anthony is a tiny little town. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of people. This is mostly farming area. Um, they don't want the trial to be held in. Fremont, Madison, or Bonneville, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, Katie lives in Madison. I live in Bonneville. Mm-hmm. So they don't want any of the, they, they want the trial moved farther away. They want it moved to Boise, which mm-hmm. is our state capital, which is about five hours away. Yeah. And frankly, they're going to have to go that far to be able to get an impartial jury. There is no oh, yeah. way they will get an impartial jury in our area. There yeah. were vigils held for these kids, even in my town, which is, you know, 30 yeah. miles away. I mean, people have been following this closely and they're talking about because of all of the media coverage that yeah. they can't, you know, hold a fair trial, which yeah. I, I absolutely agree with, frankly. I mean, I don't think it's a problem to move it. No, well, no, because we want everything to be done right. Yes. You know, absolutely. at the end of the day, we don't want either of these fools to be able to come back and say that they were treated unfairly or they had a, you know, partial jury or, you know, we don't want any of this shit. We want them to be put away for realsies. We don't want yeah. any mistakes. So yeah, right. it's going it, to, it's more convenient for us for it to be close, but that doesn't right, matter. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. this has got to be done to the letter of the law and beyond. Yeah. But yeah, this idea that means is looking back. I mean, prior said, we think you should throw the whole thing out because we don't believe that the prosecutor showed enough evidence in the preliminary to justify moving forward with charges. Right. That's what prior saying. They right. Even though another judge has already ruled on this and, it, okay. you know, it's stupid. The judge is just going to kind of look at it and go, yep, nope. You know, but yeah, you know, they have the right to file it though. But the fact that prior and Lori or means and Lori waived her right to a preliminary and said, yes, yes, yes. We agree with the evidence that's been shown. Fine. We don't even need to have this trial. And now to come back and say, we don't really think you guys have enough evidence. So we'd like to throw the whole thing out. It's like, they have no grounds. Yeah. They have nothing. Well, and you know, prior says that, you know, the jury pool is tainted and, you know, it's because of the media coverage that's inflammatory and untruthful information. Um, Okay, so here's the big issue. Chad's wife, 
Tammy Daybell died suddenly and suspiciously on October 19th, 2019. Mm -hmm. We know that Chad and Lori are under investigation by the state attorney general's office on that murder. Okay. Mm -hmm. That her autopsy, her body was exhumed and an autopsy was done because initially they didn't realize that there was funny business going on. And so now that autopsy has never been released. And one of the things that Pryor is complaining about yet again, about he's always complaining about discovery because he is constantly asking the prosecutor's office for stuff that they don't have to give him that is completely unrelated. And that includes Tammy Daybell's autopsy. They keep trying to get it through the prosecutor's office. Mm -hmm. That has not been released and is evidence in an ongoing investigation, a separate investigation. First of all, they don't have to give it. Second of all, why would they? That would be stupid. Right. They're not going to show their hand right now. Right. Um, but that was this. That's part of it was prior to is he's, you know, constantly moaning about not getting what he needs from the prosecutor's office. And so is means. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're both asking for ridiculous things that the prosecutor's office may not even have or does right. not have to release. Right. Right. And yet again, they come back and they'll say the same thing yet again. Yeah. This case has nothing to do with Tammy Daybell. We don't have to give you that. We're not trying right. you for that currently. Right. We don't have to turn that over. That's it's so silly that they just keep doing that. It yeah. is. It is. But I, I, you know, I obviously we've seen both means and prior play the, oh, your honor, the prosecution's mm-hmm. picking on us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We've seen it over and over again. I'm sure they're going to just keep playing that little song. Although oh, I don't yeah. think it's been very effective to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, you know, just that that's one of the big things. And, and one of the things that prior has said is that it's been spoken of very publicly in this community that lots of people think that Chad and Lori killed Chad, Chad's wife, Tammy, that, that mm-hmm. is a, that is a very um, popular belief in our community. You know, most people are pretty sure that that's the case. And mm-hmm. so that's a big part of wanting to change venue is that they feel like that will, you know, contain the jury. And, you know, Paula, thank you, in the chat says, the population of Fremont County is 13,000 people, right? That's the whole Mm -hmm. county. You're not going to get a a fair jury pool um, in a place that small. So I really do. Especially when something that dramatic and shocking happened. I mean, how could you? Well, yeah, and this went on for months and months when the kids were supposedly missing. They were mm-hmm. dead the entire time, it turns out. Yeah. But they were supposedly missing. You know, there people are searching for them. There are vigils for them. There's all this stuff mm-hmm. going on until June when they find their bodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the whole thing is very interesting. But I'm really interested to hear what they all have to say in January. Yeah. About all of this. Yeah, I I think January January sixth will be a very interesting day. Yeah, mm-hmm. it will. Yeah, Oriana said Chad is super shady. Yeah, he is. He is, and honestly, the more people that I get to know that knew him, the more you realize how shady he's been for a long time. Oh, and my just goodness. really how gross he is. Yeah. Uh, Jr. said, "Do you think uh, in the future will Chad be sentenced for his wife's death?" I really do. I really mm-hmm. do. I feel like they're just moving slowly and methodically. And keeping all of their ducks in a row. And yep, I do. I There's so many more charges coming. Had COVID not happened, 
I think some of them would happen would have come already, but right. You know, the prosecutor's office can take their time right now. The ball is mm-hmm. there, you know, time's definitely on their side. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do anything quick and they're not going to. It's the trial for this is not even until July. Yeah. So it, there's a yeah. long time and these guys are sitting in jail on million dollar bonds with absolutely no one interested in touching that with a 10 foot pole. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're just taking time, taking their time to do everything that needs to be done. And what means or what prior is saying Chad's attorney, this is a quote from prior. The prosecutor continues to allow this inaccurate information to continue by not providing the autopsy results performed on Tammy Daybell, despite it having been performed a significant time ago. The advancement of this narrative in a small population area only continues to taint the potential jury. Okay, but here's the thing. If that autopsy didn't show anything, that would have been released. Mm-hmm. That's clearly evidence being withheld yeah. right now until their actual charges on that case. Mm-hmm. So it, it cracks me up um, that, uh, you know, this is this is the way he's trying to spin it. Because it's pretty obvious that they would have released it if it showed that she died of natural causes, which is yeah. what they're trying to say. Yeah, but it's pretty unlikely that she did. Yeah. So Bianca says, I briefly saw some videos on YouTube saying that Melanie Gibb was Lori's enabler. What's up with that? What do you think of that? Well, okay. There, there, there was a time when that was true in some case, in some cases, although I think Melanie Gibb was very much a victim of Lori's manipulation and eventually Chad's manipulation as well. Mm-hmm. There was some enabling that went on. They asked her to lie to the police about JJ's whereabouts, and initially she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but she eventually realized that she what something was not right here. And she um did come forward and tell the police that she has testified. She testified in Chad's preliminary hearing and would have testified in Lori's as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there was a time when, yes, that was true, but I don't think that Melanie knew what these two were up to. She no. was too sucked into the religious side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a little bit of hero worship kind of going on there. And it took her a while to understand what was happening. And when she did, uh, I think that, you know, she finally got it. And she made it quite clear that she got it when she was in court. You know, when she also recorded that conversation with them. Yeah. That has, you know, that we heard in that preliminary hearing, which was so mm-hmm. shocking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How do we think Tammy Daybell died? I think Tammy Daybell was poisoned. Yeah. Something that caused some kind of pulmonary embolism. She's not the only one mm-hmm. in this case to have died that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Ryan potentially died that way. And so did Alex Cox, who was, so Joseph Ryan was a former husband of Lori Vallow. She was, he was, uh, Tylee Ryan's dad. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Cox was Lori Daybell's, Lori Vallow's uh, brother. Right. And he died almost exactly a year ago. He died, yeah. died on December 12th. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there's, there are investigations going on for, of these guys all over because there are some investigations going on in Arizona. And then there's the investigation in Tam to Tammy Davos' death as well as the children. So this is only the very beginning of all of this. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just want to, 
be there and <laughs> watch the smirk on uh, Prosecutor Wood's face when uh, these uh, petitions to uh, drop the charges are quashed. Yeah. It's going to be funny. Woods does a really good job of having a straight face, except every once in a while he cracks a little grin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of, yeah. Yeah. You can kind of see it's like in his eyes too. You know. Yeah. You really can. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, absolute professional, but yeah. Yeah. You, you know, one of the things thing- are getting hilarious for him. Yeah. Oh, they, they have to be there are times and probably very maddening too. Mm-hmm. Just knowing this is the way these people are behaving around the death of these two children. Mm-hmm. But one of the other um, criticisms, and Pryor is full of criti- pr- criticisms of Prosecutor Wood, is that they the, the prosecutor's office has hired a communication firm to handle media relations for this case. Well, mm-hmm. no, duh. This case has exploded. Yeah. And... <laughs> Pryor says he really takes issue with all of this and claims that Wood is trying to advance his own narrative, which cracks me up because Wood has issued very few press releases and he has not done any media interviews at all. He has stayed out of the media completely. Mm-hmm. So I find it pretty hilarious. And kept his whole office out of the media. Yes. Kept the police out of the media. He's been, they've been absolutely silent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they they absolutely have. You know, the other issue, and I find this interesting, too, that Pryor brought up was there was an email sent by Chad Daybell's sister-in-law to local members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mm -hmm. Um, The email talks about how his fringe religious beliefs and the case have affected her and her family. And Pryor basically felt like that letter may have tainted the jury pool against Chad, that people that heard from her may, may believe he's guilty already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that she was put up to sending that letter, you yeah. know, as if to yeah, indicate like that maybe the prosecutor's office, uh, you know, set that up or something. Yeah. Which has been made super clear that that is not the case at all. Um, no. But you, you don't need any of that to taint this area no. about Chad. We all watched. We all, some of us actually went physically to the property. We did. We went live from there. But we all watched on yeah. TV and on the news online and stuff while they were excavating the backyard and finding the bodies of two children. That's all yeah. you need to know right there. Of course, this community is mm-hmm. tainted against him. We all know what he yeah. did. You know? Right. So it's right. good that they're moving it because we certainly want him to have a fair trial. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it is. All of the uh, the accusations and stuff are so crazy. To think that the prosecutor's office asked her to write a letter to the church. No. You know, no, as if, uh, you know she wasn't compelled to do that anyway because she is a little horrified at the way her family's, you know, and right. her last name now have been tainted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wanted to kind of give their side of the story and not associate themselves with her, with him. Yeah. 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 Chad and Lori did a dandy job of poisoning the jury pool all by themselves. Yes, they did. Hey, Missy. Glad to see you here. Hi. Pio. I'm going to try it. Pio Idol Mickey. How'd I do? (laughs) (laughs) That Chad and Lori. Oh, yeah. Did a dandy job of poisoning the jury pool. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yes, they did. Have oh, JR any- said, 
How is Lori's son doing? Um, You know, he puts out a YouTube uh, video here every once in a while, and he seems to be doing really well. I mean, as well as he could be under the circumstances, but he seems like he's landing on his feet and Mm -hmm. has some pretty good support going on and, you know, is is hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, poor uh, grandma and grandpa, they live in Port Charles uh, or St. Charles, Port Charles, Louisiana. They've been Mm -hmm. hit by hurricanes twice this year. Yeah. So, you know, not only, uh, you know, have they had to deal with this entire thing and losing their grandson, but th- this fall, that's Kay and Larry Woodcock, they have had two hurricanes tear through their town. So nice. they've had plenty going on. They definitely have. They definitely have. We'll be seeing seeing them come back this way for the trial. Yeah. Be yep. Interesting. Yep. Oh, innocuous Adams says two children that were fine, happy, and safe, according to Lori. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the lie she was telling the whole time that the kids mm-hmm. were dead. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is our update with the Daybell uh, Vallow case, which, you know, mm-hmm. is, is fairly significant. And of course, we will mm-hmm. uh, we will do a live stream the day of that hearing and share with you mm-hmm. what uh, the outcome is. And, you know, if we see a lot of this resting toad face out of chat, <laughs> you know, we will, yeah. you know, kind of see what they see, what the judge makes of all of this. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have a solved case every once in a while. It's nice to uh, take a look at a solved case. Uh, We talk about a lot of crime around here, so it's nice to look at some ones sometimes that are actually, you know, that justice was served. And you can decide if justice was served in this case or not. There was at least an answer. But so this is a cold case that happened to a teenager in Southeast Alaska 24 years ago. Uh, her name was Jessica Baggin. She was 17. She was walking home fairly late at night by herself from her sister's house to home. Mm-hmm. And she vanished. Uh, her body was found a couple of days later. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled. And there was a man that within a few days confessed. And they went to trial and the problem was he didn't do it. And it was obvious he didn't do it. He didn't know anything about the case. There was, yeah, not even really circumstantial evidence. So, you know, it it tied up the resources and the time of the police like crazy, but they didn't uh, convict him because it wasn't him. Wow. Very frustrating. But the killer did leave a DNA sample at the scene. So they've had this DNA all these years, and they have actually tested and cleared 100 people in this case. Like wow. they've continued to aggressively work this case now for 24 and years. That's a lot of people in Alaska, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2019, and the DNA sample was uploaded to a public genealogy database to mm-hmm. see if they could turn over any new stones. Mm-hmm. And Someone emerged as a suspect, a guy with by the now, last name of Branch, hmm. Steve Branch. So, and Branch is no stranger to the law. He's been in trouble before. He uh, has been in trouble, actually, for assaulting teenagers. Hmm. Imagine. But, yeah. 
Anyway, so they go to his house, the police do, and they talk to him. And they ask him to, you know, voluntarily take a DNA test. And he says no. So they leave to get a warrant. When they come back, he has killed himself. Oh, man. How many times has that happened? Yeah. I'll tell you. A freaking lot. Yeah. A lot. The uh, Jessica or JR, she was 17. She was 17. Uh, at any rate, yeah. Yeah. Effort killed himself so that he didn't have to stand trial because he was headed there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and then of course they did do the, uh, uh, you know, the DNA after he died mm-hmm. and, you know, determined that, yeah, indeed it was him. And wow. yeah. So her family got the closure of, you know, knowing that the killer, uh, knowing who the killer was, sure. but they didn't get the justice of seeing him go to, you know, serve time or go to go to trial because he backed out. But, but they did yet again, using a, you know, familial DNA, they were able to make a connection. Yep. Yeah. Right. And I was just thinking that Missy, I'm like, you know, at least he's off the planet and doesn't, you know, have an opportunity to do any more of this, but Missy said right. how many 24 years, imagine how many other victims there were. I'm sure there were many. Yep. Yeah. Somebody yep. like that doesn't just do that once. That's for sure. No, no, oh, for sure. But at any rate, there was uh, the case that is solved and her family at least has that much closure in the case. But well, and that that is something, you know, I think that's something that we're always looking for. That's why we cover cold cases is because we want at least yeah. there to be a resolution. There's some yeah. peace in that, you know, it doesn't take everything away, but there is some peace in knowing who yeah. and how and, you know, if you can possibly know why, you know, something. I think that does give people at least some peace. Yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And to know at least that you can't hurt anybody else is also good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So Jessica Baggin, that was her name. Mm-hmm. And we're glad that uh, we're glad that he at least, you know, I don't want to say justice. There was no justice, but at least uh, at least he's off the planet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there something. Yeah. Some resolution. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you for that. That that that's always good news. We're going right. to keep. Yeah. Sharing those good news cases. You know, we share a lot of terrible stuff on this show. And our goal always is just to bring more attention to cases that need it. And we do appreciate all of the work that goes into solving these cold cases so that so that there is some resolution in the end. Absolutely. Yep. Well, and speaking of cases that we hope that you guys had a chance to or or that you will have a chance to check out. Our cases, we had three awesome cases this week. We sure did, man. I am thrilled with them. And I can tell you guys love them because they are getting watched and listened to like crazy. But we really, we had some doozies this week. Man, the Watcher House has... Oh, the Watcher House. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of attention. Yes. And somehow we managed to do two criminals who were constantly breaking out of jail. (laughs) And they were, you know, yep. not that far apart in history, although in different places. Yeah. But I thought it was really funny 
that at some point, you know, we, we picked two cases where they were habitually breaking out of jail. Breaking out of jail. Yep. Both of them. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. So that's what we have for updates. We're going to be back tomorrow night at 8 a.m. Mountain Time Live. Hopefully you're close to 8 a.m. You know, after I I don't know what to say, but I hope it's going to be p.m. Right. Is it going to be p.m.? (laughs) You said a.m. twice. I was like, uh, wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're going to be late. We'll be a full 12 hours late. Yes, we will. <laughs> 8 p.m. Mountain Time. We'll be back for the Psychic Hour. And we're yeah. going to be talking about past lives. That's our topic. Yeah. This week. Oh, that's a fun topic. Yeah, that'll be a great show. So, you guys, thanks so much for being here with us. And come back next tomorrow night and play with us. And we'll probably get to a few readings and answer your questions about past lives and have a great conversation. So, mm-hmm. you have been listening to... Oh, what do we call Wednesday nights now? Uh, Weird Wednesday. Weird Wednesdays (laughs) with True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Bye, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.